What's up, guys? Welcome back. Oh, shoot. I forgot it says that. Uh, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Philly Insider Podcast. Hunter Doyle, Nate Tussing here for another Phillies podcast. Um, it's going to be more than just a stock up, stock down. We're just going to be talking about the team in general. It is the middle of the season, give or take. So, you know, we're just going to talk about the team, players, transactions, stuff like that. Hunter, how are you feeling about this Phillies midseason? Uh, <laughs> it's been a disappointing year. I mean, I didn't expect them to be lighting the world on fire, but mm. I expected them to be pretty good. Also, if you guys want, this will be up on Apple and Spotify too. So if the lag is annoying you, sorry, we had a lot of technical difficulties before setting this up. Mm-hmm, so we did. Uh, we're, we're doing our best and biting the bullet with Zoom right now. And um, yeah, but I, I am definitely, this is not where I expected the team to be considering how many opportunities they've had to win baseball games this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely below 500 right now. We're 36 and 39, uh, tied for third in the East. Not looking good for us. Um, we're five games back from the Mets, first in our division, and then eight games back for the wild card. So not a position we want to be in, but it doesn't mean we're out. Um, we'll just go give you some some hope. Um, there's a few hope hopeful things coming in. Um, if you guys remember Gene Segura, Didi Gregorius, a few of our starters have been out for a few weeks. Um, Didi has been making a pretty pretty good recovery. He's been down in AAA uh, for a bit, and he's um, he's doing better there. Hopefully, he gets caught up soon, um, and you know he he looks to be doing all right there. So hopefully, he gets back to full health. Gene's injury is still too to be determined when he comes back, but he's doing better. Uh, people say he's close to returning, but he is very close to 100%. So that's good. Um, Hunter has some guys that he knows back uh, back in AAA that are getting recalled, getting called up. Uh, Hunter, who's getting called up? Who's getting dropped down? Yeah. Well, Hazley, Hazley, I think, um, is playing again, too, which mm-hmm. happened since the last time we talked. So um, that was personal reasons. So it sounds like he might be coming back soon. Right. Um, and then was it Veerling, Matt Veerling, mm-hmm. and um, Raphael Marchand got sent down, and Andrew Knapp is back on the roster now. Mm-hmm. So, Andrew Knapp, yeah, nap time. Nap time, yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah, yeah, we have some new additions to uh, David Hale. Um, it's it's good to, to not have to worry about David Hale blowing games. Hunter and I both went to uh, a game a couple days ago. I forget what day it was, but it was the game where we lost 13-12, to 12, and David Hale blew that game. So we're happy to see him go by. And uh, one of my favorite uh, pitchers in the MLB, old-time guy, uh, Neftali Feliz, throwback to the Rangers. He is going to be on the roster for us. Hopefully he can do some magic. He's been in the league for a long time now, 10-plus years. Um, so I'm, I, don't, I don't expect much from him because he hasn't pitched since 2017 in the majors. But, um, you know, it, 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 it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um Sam back for sure mm-hmm. yeah it'd be great if he could just pop off but I mean we looked at Matt Moore and you know not much happened with him so I, I'm not I don't have too high expectations but I still love the guy he's got a killer fastball um, but yeah we, we've uh, we've got a few more injuries Sam Coonrod unfortunately is injured um, Matt Joyce down in the Clearwater he was supposed to start there but he called back his rehab because he has more pain uh, so that's going to be pushed back a bit. And Chase Anderson, if you guys remember, got COVID. He is still to be determined when he will return. So, you know, they're not doing too too hot right now. Uh, a few, you know, a few starters have been out. Oh, I forgot. Bryce also got hurt again the other day when he got he's to be to, He's day-to-day, I believe, right? Day-to-day right now. Really so, mm-hmm. But, hey, don't worry. We've got the Polish Prince um, to back him up. 
Uh, and we could we could take that right into our stock up stock down section. We still will do a stock up stock down section, but we're going to do an overall um, you know coverage of the Phillies. So I'll start off the stock up. Um, I mean, it's a no brainer. It's my boy Andrew McCutcheon. Um, I feel like I have him in every stock up stock down video, but it's because he's always doing something. Um, he was in a stock down, my first stock down, but he's been stocking up since then. The guy is an absolute tank right now. Hunter and I went to that. We told you we went to that 13-12 uh, game. He had a pinch hit grand slam, his his second grand slam of all time. We got to watch that live. One of the best moments, even though he lost the game. Um, but I, this is just something I saw yesterday after he went three for five. In his, his June statistics, he is batting a 328 right now, uh, 430 on base percentage, 672 slugging, 1,102 OPS, which is top three right now in the MLB for June. Um, he's got six, six homers, 19 ribbies. And, and, and I think a really important statistic is, is in his 64 at-bats, he's struck out nine times. In his last 15 games, he's only struck out seven times. Before that, he's struck out maybe once, uh, you know, once a, once a at-bat or, or not once a at-bat, once a game. But now it's less than that's half, you know. So he's, he's gotten his striking out less. And I think a lot of that's due to uh, Girardi switching him up in the rotation, you know, he struggled at leading off. Um, they moved him down. But now he's batting third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and he's doing well there. Um, he's putting the ball in play. Last, last night or yesterday during the game, he, he was three for five, three singles, but his two outs were both uh, fly balls to outfield. He's putting the contact on, putting the ball in play, and that's what you can ask for. Uh, so Andrew McCutcheon is my uh, first stock up. Hunter, how about you? What do you who you got? I'll, I'll go with Connor Brogdon in a bullpen that has really struggled mm. uh, as of late, the whole, not as of late, the whole season in the past, like yeah. five. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. He outside of, he had one bad appearance this year that make, make his numbers look bad where I believe he gave up like six earned runs and five hits. That was a bad game. That was back in yeah. April, like early April. Take away that appearance. And he has a 2.24 ERA and a 1.03 whip. So um, obviously, you can't take away that appearance, though. But in June, 10 appearances, eight and a, eight and a third innings, and uh, 2.16 ERA, one point or 0.172 batting average against him, and a 0.84 WHIP this month. So he's had seven straight scoreless appearances lately. He's been he's been good for us. I mean, for him being a second year reliever to pitch better mm -hmm. some, than some of the guys who have been here for years and years, that says a lot. So Connor Brogdon, keep it up, man. You know, he's been, he's been really consistent. He had, he's had a couple bad outings here and there, you know, depending on how many games people watch, some people might've seen the few bad games and they might think he's bad, but Hey, that's why we look at the whole, the whole season with baseball, because it's tough with relievers. They're going to have a few bad games here and there that's bound to happen. But overall, Connor has had a really phenomenal season in my opinion. I agree. And the one thing I, I is annoying is Girardi doesn't seem to go to him quite enough. Um, in, in June, he's only got eight innings pitched. Yeah, I know. He doesn't like the guys doing good. I think they should keep get him more time. Um, but we'll see, you know, definitely a highlight in the bullpen right now. Uh, my second stock up, not someone crazy. He's not putting up crazy RBIs or, or um, you know, homers. But I think he's just getting contact, not striking out as much. And that's Alec Bohm. He had a very, very rough start to the season after a pretty good rookie year. Um, some would call it a sophomore slump. But in June, he's, he's looking better. He's batting a 319 right now. Um, 23 hits, 12 runs. I, I think he's he's not crazy. He's not superstar, but he's definitely doing better approaching a plate. Only 19 strikeouts and 72 at bats. Definitely doing a lot better. He used to average. I think he would probably have 35 to 30 
six strikeouts and 70 at-bats. So he's lowering that number down. Um, he's batting, you know, fifth or sixth. I think for, for Bohm, he's not a big RBI guy. He's just good at getting on base or putting the ball in play. So I think maybe switching around the, the lineup a little bit might be good for him, putting him at six or seven or two or three or something like that. I think that's something that Girardi needs to look at since there are a few players that are in slumps right now and a few players that are shining. Um, but Alec Bohm, you know, just doing a decent job. You know, nothing crazy, nothing flashy. He's improving. That's my second stock up. Yeah, my second stock up. I'm going to go with a guy who he hasn't had a great June, but overall he's been really nice since Didi went out. Ronald Torres, I've been really mm -hmm. impressed with how he has played with, with Didi out of the lineup. Against left-handers this year, he's hitting 319, so he's really taking advantage when there's a lefty on the mound. Um, and with runners in scoring position, he's hitting 310. So, I mean, the dude is definitely getting it done. And also going off of that, in the eighth, in the eighth inning, he's hitting 444, and in the ninth inning, he's hitting 375. That's not a big sample size that we're going off of, but still, he is, he's definitely getting the job done in critical moments. Not all the time. That's baseball. You're going to fail sometimes, but he's, he's getting the job done. We need him to. And yeah, I've been really impressed with his glove, man. I mean, every time he's mm -hmm. in the field, it seems like he's making a play. I, know, I think he's had three errors, but he still has like a nine, uh, nine, seven, one fielding percentage, I believe, which mm -hmm. is still, still really good. Like shortstop, you're going to have more errors in other positions because you get a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And you know, at that play, even though we lost the game, that one game against the Mets where Hector blew it with the bases loaded um, and bases loaded with no outs. There was a ball when it was first and second that Pilar hit. Pilar hit it off of Bohm's glove and it almost crept into left field, but Ronald Torres dove and saved. It saved the game tying run. And I know we lost the game, but it's plays like that and just being able to turn double plays, especially considering the second base um, situation right now, whether oh, it's, yeah. you know, sometimes it's Bamboo Brad in there, sometimes you have Luke Williams in there. And the fact that Torres is able to still keep the double play ball rolling smoothly and keep that at like that same connection and chemistry with the second baseman, I think is something that should be noted. So I've been really impressed with him, especially his glove this season. And yeah, it'll be nice to have DD back, but I think Torres, I honestly, maybe Torres plays, plays some second base until Segura mm -hmm. comes back. Who knows? We'll, we will see. That would be something. And, and it's definitely not easy to fill DD's glove because DD is a phenomenal shortstop and Torres <laughs> is doing a really good job. Um, and now we'll move on to the, the, the sadder side, I'll, I'll say it was easier to pick stock down than it was stock up people because we're just thinking a lot of players. <laughs> exactly. We're just going downhill from there. Uh, one player uh, that, you know, is, is just been stocked down for, for the majority of the season has been Reese Hoskins. Um, I remember last year I, I was feeling a little bit better with Reese because he wasn't getting crazy flashy stats, but he was batting well in the, the third spot, fourth spot with, getting walks, getting on base, you know, his on base percentage was over 400 while he wasn't putting up, you know, 10 to 12 home runs or, you know, 20, 30 RBIs. He was just getting on base, which is what Bryce needed. JT needed but right now in June, he's batting a 141, uh, 200, 232 on base percentage, 596 OPS, not looking good for him. Yeah. He has five home runs and 12 RBIs, but I, I, I just don't like that out of Reese. Um, I don't like the way he approaches the plate. He's, he's prone to not strike out, but he's prone to get deep, uh, deep in the, in the batting, uh, in the count. And then he has to swing at bad pitches and he grounds out easily. Um, not, not, not wise. Not, I don't like the way he's approaching the plate. And that's why he's batting a 141 right now. Not what you like to see when people like Bryce and JT are injured or, or, you know, kind of having a quieter season. So 
if that means moving Breeze around from, he usually goes from second to fifth uh, in the lineup, maybe moving him around a little bit just, just to see if that changes things, maybe. But I think that's more of just a Reese Hoskins problem with just how he approaches the plate every time. Yeah, and I don't want to hear about the home runs and the RBIs from everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it just fluctuates between 230 and 260, and I'm tired of it. So, yeah, um, yeah, he's this is literally a make or break year, and he's like, I, I think he's he's kind of to me a glorified Tommy Joseph. Um, so, anyway, just wanted to add on to that. Mm-hmm. My my first stock down is going to be guy who I thought would be our star reliever in the eighth inning this year, Archie Bradley. Um, I know he got hurt guys. I do, but in the last three games since his, like he's, he's been back for a little bit now in his last three games, he has given up three runs, only two earned. I'll give him that, but two earned runs and two home runs. And these were in critical situations, all all of which I remember. Um, I think the one was the game me and Nate were at where he ended up giving up. I think he, I don't think they were all his runs. I think they were Vinny's runs, but he gave up. But he he gave him up. Yeah. He gave up one of those big, uh, those big. I forget if it was, I think the Josh Bell Grand Slam might have been David Hale. I for, I'm forgetting, but you get the point. Guys. It was one I mean, of them. Yeah, he he has not been pitching well. We did not we did not acquire this guy for him to pitch 17 innings and give up eight earned runs in those innings and right. three home in 17 innings. So I I think he can. I, I'm not saying this is like oh he's not going to improve at all. I think he will. I think he knows he needs to. But I want to see it now. Like this is yeah. this is a critical month for the team and. You know, if they really, I know, I know, I know people are going to say, well, they, they're not going to do anything this year. But look, if you're a player, your goal is always to make the playoffs. And I want to yeah. see them. I want to maybe even if other people don't start to show it, I want to see Archie start to pitch better in critical situations because he has not been. For sure. Yeah. And just for the record, everybody, if David Hale was still um, on the Phillies, we would, he would make both our stock downs. But, you know, uh, thankfully, <laughs> he's, he's being dealt with. Uh, sadly, my second stock down. Um, someone that I like a lot. Um, he's kind of been an interesting player. Is Bamboo Brad, Brad Miller. Um, kind of like the utility player of our team. Um, but let me just say his utility has not been being used at all. He's batting a 65 in June. Um, um, 31 at-bats, mind you, but that's still that's still horrible. He's striking out 50% of the time. Um, he's got a 418 OPS. He's got one homer, uh, two hits. He, this guy is not doing good. Um I don't really know what it is. Maybe it's just the moving around in the lineup, the uh, moving around, you know, in the field, what it is, or maybe it's just a mental thing, but Bamboo Brad is not doing great right now. And I think as soon as the starters start coming in, you know, Gene, PD, uh, Bryce, everybody's healthy. He won't see many, you know, many minutes if, if at all. And so, um, you know, it's sad, but I was hoping that he would show that he could start or just have an important role in this team, but he's showing that he, he really isn't doing it too hot right now. Um, I mean, yeah, just a, a 65 batting average is unacceptable. I, I don't care what happens, you know? So yeah, Brad Miller, second stock down. Yeah. My second stock down um, as a former Adubel super fan before everything happened. Um, I know him pretty well. So I, you know, when he got, even when he got hot, I remember I, I was talking to our good buddy, Zach, Fr- Zach Coblin's a good friend of the pod last night. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him and he's like, you know, Odubel, you knew he was going to go cold. And I was like, I know, but I also know he's going to get hot again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had that, I believe it was like, Oh, for 23, over 24, but he's been starting to climb out of it the past two games. So he went one for four um, in, in the one game against the Mets and had that crucial double that led to us getting the lead in that inning. 
And then yesterday he was one for four, but he had two really hard hit balls off the bat. So he's, he's starting to see, see it a little bit better. And, you know, he's the guy you're going to get that with him again. He is a streaky hitter, very streaky hitter. Right now, I think the best thing for him is just to focus on his job as a leadoff man, which is letting them, letting the other guys see a lot of pitches and making sure to take mm-hmm. a good amount of pitches when you're off of the plate. And, you know, also at times it just depends on the situation, but just, just making sure he's a great, like early in the game, you want to let them see pitches, but you know, as the game progresses, you want to see him be a little more aggressive and attack first, this fastball, if that's what he's going to get. So, um, and just be a little more disciplined too. Like sometimes when he gets in a slump, his plate discipline really starts to go downhill. And when he's not in a slump, like he's really just seeing everything very well. So yeah, it's just, it's just a thing with him. Like you're going to, this is what you're going to get. And you know, look, he was hitting, we were singing his praises um, on the field a couple weeks ago because he was hitting like 280. Um, and now, you know, it's the opposite. He's hitting like 250 right now. So hopefully he can get it back up again. He got called up in May. So stats aren't really a great telling point of Odubel because his stats are still going to fluctuate a lot because he has less at bats than a lot of these guys. So yeah. We will see though. We'll see. I think he can climb out of it. Um, he, he usually, he usually gets hot in June, not in June, in July. So as long as he can manage these next few days in June, um, yeah. based on his previous track record, he, he tends to get hot in the middle of the summer. So mm-hmm. uh, open that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's not really a, like, yeah, we shouldn't move him around on the lineup. I think it's just a Odubel thing. He'll be back yeah. and uh, he's, he'll be he's moving. Best- in his career, he has his best batting average at any spot in the order, I believe, is that first, where he was at least a month ago when I checked. He was a career 291 hitter as a leadoff hitter. So mm-hmm. um, pretty good. It probably fluctuated yeah. a little bit up and down as he got hot and cold. But Right. I mean, now, you know, that that's our stock up, stock down, picking specific players to talk about. But now we're just going to talk about the Phillies as a whole team. Our last 15 games were 7 and 8. Um, I, I think we could be 10 and 5. If, if we could uh, fix some problems and we're almost even on runs scored versus runs allowed. So well, let's talk about coaching, closing out and the bullpen. Cause I think those are our three biggest things right here. Um, Joe Girardi, he wasn't the crazy big brain coach that we, we all hoped he was. Um, and unfortunately Gabe Kapler is certainly prospering in San Francisco right now. I don't want to jump the gun and say Gabe's big yet, but he's looking dangerous and, and we're not looking too hot. Um, I want to talk about the game Hunter and I went to against the nationals um, and the questionable decisions that Girardi made in the bullpen um, at first with keeping David Hale in for way too long. And I, I don't remember how many innings, how many runs they got that inning, but uh, we lost like three or four leads in that game when we put up 12 runs, which shouldn't happen. He, kept nearest in didn't even bother warming anybody up after nearest let's two on and then uh it's second and third with one out or something like that not even talking i i i don't i don't know i don't like this hunter hunter what are your thoughts on girardi right now yeah it's tough because he really doesn't have much to play around with in the bullpen like yeah the guys he has out there are garbage but at the same time it just seems like he still finds a way um even before the damage is done like i feel like there's a lot of times where we're like why is this guy not warming up instead? Like, and, yeah. and it also, it goes both ways. Like it's tough because Ranger Suarez has had a great season and then he brings yeah. him in the other, the other day and then Ranger gives up, you know, right. um, or Kevin Pillar's game time home run, which was only like the third earned run Rangers given up, but it was in a key situation. So yeah, crucial. It's, it's tough. And also like Alvarado and Archie Bradley were supposed to be 
these these like great additions. And and to Alvarado's credit, he has had a, a pretty good year. Like he mm-hmm. yeah, he done a good job. But he always makes things interesting, and he always gives <laughs> himself a chance to mess it up. Yeah. Like I know his numbers look good, but he is still he is still really making like his one one point four five whip. So props to him for getting out of a lot of the jams, but sooner or later they're going to come back to bite you and they've, they've come back to bite him in the last couple of games. I believe he's, he's helped blow the last couple of games if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's a two way street. Like Girardi doesn't have much to, to play around with out there. The, the bullpen really isn't helping him out either. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, uh, it's tough to watch. So it's gotta be better. And I want to also, if I can switch gears to the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say on the bullpen, but I mean, they're just, there's not really much else to say except they're just yeah, that, exactly rotation. So Wheeler finally came back down to earth, but then he like mm-hmm. he bounced back immediately right. next start yesterday, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome to see. Like he had an awesome start. He's he's a, he's an all star for sure. For sure. And um, Nola, obviously Nola has not been what we what we had hoped this year, but mm-hmm. he did just have like his best start of the year. We had that yeah row, and look Vince, I think Vince like. I'm not a Vince fan. I'm not. I never, never <laughs> have been. Well, I, I've lied. I liked him during his rookie year. Um, never will be. And I know he's had his his inconsistencies, but honestly, and this just might be a little bit of a hot take, I think he's been pitching compared to our other options. Again, like keep in mind, this is relative to our other options. So I'm not saying he's been decent. Yeah. But he's there's been starts where he has he has done what we've needed him to do, and he's at least like won enough innings or kept us in games now recently he's still been garbage but yeah uh, you know i think he's had some starts that have been better than what i expected this year so i'll give him some credit i'll be nice and give him some credit and then who are our other starters efflin another guy like you he's just a guy you know you're gonna get hot and cold from him but when we needed him to step up in that Degrom game he did he did um against jacob DeGrom. oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. he i mean he pitched the he went toe-to-toe with jacob Degrom. Mm-hmm. And somehow pitched a better game than Jacob. I mean, Jacob, Jacob, that was his worst start of the year. I mean, Jacob's worst start is some of the other pitchers' best starts of their whole yeah. careers. Yeah. So props to Jacob. I'm not not knocking Jacob. He's easily my NL MVP. But mm-hmm. the fact that Eflin kept us in that game and he knew his job was impressive. After that second inning, he was cruising. Um, and that only I think the only hit he gave up was to Jacob Degrom, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, he's at like mm-hmm. 414 right now. And then. Last but not least, Spencer Howard, just not ready yet. I mean, it's a shame to see him go out there and start games. Hopefully he does well tonight, but um, yeah, he, <laughs> it, it's really tough. It's tough watching him pitch. I think the most – I'm going to check right now. The most innings he's gone this year is four. So that's just – that's not yeah. – get out of your starters. So as you can see from the rotation, it's a lot of up and down. But at the same time, I think my main point I want to make with the rotation is that even with all these inconsistencies that we've had from them, we've been in games. Like the offense has given them run support yeah. on the they need them to not all the time. I'm not saying this is an, an, a playoff team. Let's get that right, clear. Right. Right. I think they have been good enough to where they haven't been the primary reason we are below 500 right now. They're, mm-hmm. they're a part of it, but I think not it all me. goes, back, it all goes back to the bullpen. I mean, 20 blown save opportunities this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's unacceptable. And I believe they said on the broadcast that like 10 or 11 of them resulted in losses. Obviously yeah. some of them, some of the, you can have two blown saves in the same game. So that's right, why they right. 
losses. But I believe, yeah, no, that's like that. We're probably over 500 if not for them. But yeah, end of the day, rotations got to be better. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Eflin, I've, I've accepted that he's a good number four or five, except he's a number three in our rotation. But yeah, he's good. He's good enough. He has his good games. He has his bad games. That's just what you're going to get from him at this point. Nola's got to be better. Wheeler's been mm-hmm. awesome. Velasquez, I mean, the usual pretty much. A little better yeah. than the usual, honestly. I'll say, I'll say for Velasquez, he's definitely doing better than we all thought he was, but he's still not doing good. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, like we all were, we're all impressed by how good he's doing, but he's still crap. You know, like um, yeah. there was that game uh, against the Natties that he blew. Um, he was having a good start, but, you know, the thing with Velasquez is once, once one bad thing happens, it kind of cascades and, and domino effects. So, How was that? I was at that game where um, the umpire got hit and then left the game. We played with three umpires and the netting fell down. And mm. Vince, I remember Vince had a good first inning. This is what always happens. He has a good first inning, and then <laughs> he hits he hits uh he hits Austin Voth, I think was his name in the face um, with a pitch. And then after that, like things start and Vince felt terrible about it, but um, things just started to kind of spiral downhill. And then he comes back and has another good start on another. I right. forget which had a decent start on but yeah starting around no he's too i remember last year when the with the uh kobo i was watching we were we were all topping typing in the group chat about his, his first start and the first inning he strikes out the side and i'm like see i'm like Vinny's doing good he's got good pitch, pitch selection the next Butter. inning he allows like three or four home runs or something like that and i'm like yep that's uh that's Vinny for you so we're not going to get much out of him picked off two runners at first though <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He is the the pickoff master, but that's about it. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the story of the day is our bullpen can't close out games. We're not good in the crunch time. Um, Our our team's good at hitting, but not when we're down in the ninth, the bottom of the ninth, which is. Yeah. I I forgot. Uh, Matt Moore had a really good start against the Mets in that doubleheader in the second. Really? Talked about. He had five, five innings. I mean, it wasn't that amazing, but it was five innings and he did well enough. I believe that was the game we won that he pitched. Enough for us to win uh, sometimes, you know, so that, that we can't ask much for them, but like you said, Hunter, I don't think their, their success or uh, failure has cost us too much. I think it's our bullpen and, and one man that probably has half, if not more than half of our blown saves, uh, the bane of our existence. And uh, every time we go to a Phillies game, it's always down to Hector Neris to blow a game. This guy, I I don't know. I don't have words to say. I don't know why he's our go-to guy. Please, Sir Anthony, come back. I don't care if your arm's broken. I don't care anymore. This guy is horrible. Like I, I don't even. I don't even have words. He's blown at four of his last six save or four 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 save opportunities in his last six starts or you know appearances. He has two saves, and there's going to be everybody saying, oh, but Nero's had two saves. That's because we had, like, five-point, leads. Like, don't even give me that, you know. His blown – I, I still can't believe we lost that game against the Nationals because of Hector Nearest. It, it's insane. I, this guy has an eight ERA in, in, in June, six innings pitched, six earned runs, two home runs, nine strikeouts. This is just I, – I don't care. I don't want him to – save another game or even have an opportunity bring out Mo from retirement for all I care he'd do better you know this is one of the main reasons why we're below 500 and now I think even if we didn't have Hector so we had one of the best savers in the in the division or in the league we'd still not make the playoffs Um, but you know at the end of the day we still can't we can't have Hector as our 
closer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's embarrassing to to see. Like, I was texting another friend of the pod, Andrew, who we will we're actually going to see an Iron Pig game with soon, uh, which would be fun. Mm-hmm. And he texted me during the after the ninth inning. He said, "I texted my mom right before the inning, and I told her exactly what would happen, and it did." <laughs> and and like even Andrew, like Andrew's Andrew's always like like sports and all that, but. He's definitely gotten more into the Phillies this year. Even he knows what's going to happen when Hector Neers. Yeah. Like it's not a secret at this point. And the, the, the sad thing is his ERA was down to like 1.9 out. And I still, right. I know he's still had some blown saves, but um, he was still closing out some games. And the problem is that like Alvarado, he's really not a closer. Like he's, he's a good no. late inning guy, Yeah, but not like guys, guys want to have in the bullpen. I, I still remember this from when a couple years ago, during the rebuild, I, I forget what exa- who exactly said it, but it might have been it might have been Joaquin Benoit, um, who was pretty garbage when he was here. The point being, I think it was him or someone else said, like that it just sucks that no one knew their role in the bullpen because right. they just mm-hmm. use different guys each game. And the thing is with that, it's like there's no one else who, and I've said this for a while, like there's no one else who really, even if the fan base has us like clamor, like, Oh, this guy should be a closer. This guy should be the closer. They might not be comfortable in that role. And yeah. man, like Alvarado, I don't think he's been a closer in his career. I mean, he's had some, he's definitely closed out some games, but yeah. he's never been like the full-time closer. And I believe Archie's only done it like one year. He's definitely more comfortable as just like a late inning guy. Mm-hmm. Hector's the only guy who's done it. And the thing with that that is annoying is I always go back to this when Hector was first called up, he was an eighth inning guy and he was really good in the eighth inning. And then mm-hmm. after that one year, they were like, Oh, well, let's see if he can be the closer. And I mean, he had the same struggles as closer where he just makes it interesting in the ninth. And mm-hmm. then they just kept going to him as the closer. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, here we are now. He's still the closer all these years later. Maybe, maybe Neftali Feliz brings back some, some 2000, what was it? 2010 magic against yeah. the, was it Something. 2010 or 11? I, they might've made it both years, but. Uh, maybe yeah, they made it back to back. Maybe he maybe he brings back some some ten year ago magic and and becomes our closer. But and also like I remember a couple years ago I was like, all right, Vinny seems like he's not really he's he's struggling with injuries and it might be better if he's just like a one inning guy. Maybe he could be the closer. And then they kept trying him as the starter and he just kept getting yeah. worse and worse as the starter. Um, that's a whole other thing. And now his velocity is down. His velocity is down so much as a starter that we we can't even i mean not that we can't put him back there but it's like when he when we were thinking about putting him as the closer it was because of how electric his stuff was and we're like all right we just we just got to get a guy who can just really pound it in the zone late in the inning or late in the game Mm -hmm. and now it's like it's just too late to even do that so i don't know i don't know if they we can i can kind of transition to the trade deadline too because that kind of goes off of this topic i don't know if there's someone who they can bring in at the deadline I know Bryce, Bryce is kind of putting pressure on the front office with, he, he literally said in his press conference, like the farm system's depleted. We got to win now. And, um, you know, we, we need some reinforce. Like he, I was surprised he said it, but he, you know, when you're $330 million players coming out and saying that, that kind of puts pressure on the front office because if he's not happy, um, then <laughs> not there, goes, there goes, there goes your big contract that you just wasted. So, you know, mm-hmm. you got to keep, you got to keep your star player happy. I mean, as, as it is with any, look at, look at the whole Damian Miller situation, even he, who's been one of the most loyal athletes in the world, which we'll do another video on is um, <laughs> probably not going to be in Portland next year. So mm-hmm. yeah, looking at, I mean, I don't know who we'd pick up, but just thoughts on the trade deadline overall, because I think that comment, I don't know if that's necessarily going to mean we're going to buy big, 
but I feel like they're going to bring in like one or two like meh names just to kind yeah. of be like, yeah, we were competing. Like we got a few reinforcements. Like this guy can be, you know, a good bench player for the team. This guy can be a good reliever. Kind of like we did with Brandon Workman last year and, um, and Heath Hembry, who mm-hmm. that was an absolute disaster. <laughs> oh my gosh, that panned out bad, but we won't talk about that. So just, what are your thoughts, man? Do you think, what do you think they do at the deadline? If, if anything, I think what I'd like them to do is go big, um, go big or go home, you know, try and find a star. I don't really know who's on the deadline, you know, who's up for trades right now in, in the bullpen. But I definitely think that there are going to be some stars that we could sign. Um, I, I, what I think they're actually going to do is what they did last year and just sign two to three media mediocre guys that end up underperforming because, and I'll say it, I don't think our pitching staff is very good. Um, We've seen good pitchers go from good to horrible. And I don't think it's, it's all their fault. Um, so I think that's what's going to happen here. Um, I'd like to see a new, a little bit of staff, you know, pitching staff changes. Um, it's a shame that uh, I forget his name. Uh, last year, Brian Price, I think was his name. Uh, or oh, God. Pitching coach. Yeah, 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 pitching coach. He was not terrible. I liked him. Um, obviously, whoever was now is not much better. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know who we we pick up all i'm thinking about is there was um pat nishak who we had last year now he wasn't anything crazy but i'd take him over uh hector nearest right now you know um <laughs> yeah hell yeah a healthy um who knows what sir anthony's doing so i think we need to try and get a big start i think we'll just end up signing two to three mediocre guys that will just fall into a horrible system in the bullpen and yeah. not actually do anything good and we'll finish around 500 but yeah, I mean, um, looking forward, you know, we're we're tied with the Braves right now, technically, both five games back. You got the Nationals a little bit ahead of us, and then the Mets controlling the division. We've really got no chance at winning or making the wild card, so we've really got to win the, the National East, you know, title. So that's going to be tough. Um, we play some tough opponents coming up, the, the Cubs, we play the Padres, I think we play the Giants too. Um, so, and the Marlins and for we need to win against the Marlins. They are horrible and we need to beat them. But I, it's, it's at the time where we're Phillies aren't a team to play from behind and to come up in September clutch or, you know, late August clutch and, and make a push. We need to get ahead. So it's like the Sixers. I hate to say it, but we get a big lead because we know we're going to start losing it. But if we can get a big enough lead, we might have a chance and it needs to start soon. Um, but Hunter, what do you, what are your, uh, Last thoughts on the Phillies, the predictions for the end of the year. Yeah, just after seeing how that Mets series unfolded where, and again, I know people say, well, you can't say they would have been this record. It's like they literally were outs away from winning that series 4-0 after Nola's phenomenal start in the doubleheader. And after, you know, going up again in in the um, the game on Saturday, I believe it was, yeah. against the Grom. They, they literally were about to be the Mets when Jacob DeGrom started a game. Now that wasn't, you know, they, it was two, two. And then after DeGrom went out, so it wouldn't have been yeah. his loss, but they were literally about to win a game where Jacob DeGrom started, which yeah. that would have been a huge accomplishment in and of itself. And the bullpen blows it again. So yeah. to me, I, I agree with you. Like they might need to look to get another starter in here too. Um, because and that, that's the problem with having the a depleted farm system is you can't even, get guys at the deadline because you have no prospects to offer. And I'm not, I'm not looking to offer up a, a Bryson Stott or a Mick Abel right now. Like I'm not looking to do that. And yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. It's, it's just after that Mets series really just encapsulated what this whole season's been to me is just missed opportunities. So I think that I think they're going to end up finishing third or fourth in the division around the same record they are right now. I know they're not fully healthy, but even with the offense getting healthy, look, we had we were winning 13 to 12. We were up 5-0 in that game. We were up 9-5 in that game that me and Nate went to. Mm-hmm. You champion, not championship. I shouldn't even say that because that's not even something that should be on our radar. Playoff teams do not do that in the regular season. Playoff teams do not. So, yeah. And honestly, and it's a shame because the Mets aren't even that good, in my opinion. They have, you know, they have the NL MVP, but Lindor's not playing well. That lineup's not really that impressive to me. Like, they have an yeah. okay lineup, but it's really the pitching staff and the, the bullpen that is pretty good for them. But, you know, they were beat, they're beatable. We, we had opportunities to beat them. And, we could be behind in, in the division like two, three games right now, but we're not because of that series. So that's what's frustrating to me. And yeah, because of that, I don't see the Phillies doing much the rest of the year unless they get some reinforcements in the bullpen and maybe um, maybe get another starter. But it really depends on what you have to think about too. Because I think we're going to get with, you know, Gene will be back. Hopefully DD I know he wasn't playing amazing, but I think he's going to get back to what he was doing. So those guys will kind of almost be similar to like a, a trade deadline acquisition because mm-hmm. we're getting the back from injury. So offense, I think, again, like I know offense has been inconsistent, but they're the least of my worries right now because I think we yeah. can, we can still win with them. So yeah, a little long winded, but I mean, I, I don't see the Phillies doing much the rest of the year, which sucks, but I'm going to hold out hope that they can end this 10 year playoff drought. And like you said, mm-hmm. they are not a team to come from behind because we always fall apart in August and September so this is not a good spot right now that we're already collapsing before that. I'm not I'm not liking that. Yeah. I I see this team as like a little bit worse version of the Las Vegas Raiders where they pretty much are average every year. They have one to two franchise players that are insane like Josh Jacobs. But overall, they just are an average team. They might surprise people and take down the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football or they might, you know. So I think the Phillies can surprise people, but I, ultimately I think they're just going to end up going a little bit below 500. Uh, missing the playoffs and I, I'd love to see them break our playoff drought it would be great for the Philly fans because we badly badly need it as I'm wearing my Sixers jersey um, but I just don't see the Phillies doing it with this team with this uh, lineup with this coaching staff with this situation right now um, and it's sad but I think that's just what it comes down to but regardless of if they win the next 100 games or so or you know lose the next 100 games we We'll keep you guys covered with these podcasts every so often. Um, we don't really have a specific, like every two weeks, every three weeks, because baseball is a little different where it's, you know, different games here and there, but we will try and keep you guys relatively updated when big things happen yeah. um, and stuff like that. We have some Sixer stuff coming up. Um, Dame news. Uh, if you guys don't know, Dame Lillard is my favorite non-Sixer. I love the dude. Um, he's probably tied with Jimmy Butler, um, but there's some rumors that he might be coming out of Portland. Uh, the Sixers are interested. A lot of teams are interested. A lot of teams are also interested in Ben Simmons. A lot of teams like the Timberwolves, the Cavaliers, stuff like that. Um, so we can, we're going to keep news with that as the, um, you know, as the off season progresses. Um, and, you know, we'll keep you guys posted with that. And if you guys want to see, you know, videos like that, uh, you know, Dame video or just, you know, trade targets for Ben, let us know. We uh, Hunter and Tanya did a great video on not only the Sixers, season overall but also on Colin Sexton being a trade possibility so please check those out you guys obliterated the like button and the view button on their Colin Sexton video so keep check that out Uh, make sure to like subscribe and turn on notifications to um, you know see 
everything that we're doing. There's a, there's a lot of stuff coming up. Eagles slowly but surely is creeping up. Football season is getting here, guys. We're almost there. We're counting down the days. Um, but make sure you stay tuned for that. Follow our Instagram and check us out on Apple Music and Spotify. Not Apple Music, Apple Podcast <laughs> and Spotify um, for that. Hunter, any closing remarks? Well, we've hit rock bottom once again for Philly sports. So, uh, actually, no, we were, all our teams were bad like five years ago. So, at least the Sixers made the playoffs, I guess. That's true. That's all I'll say. That's all. Uh, <laughs> ring the bell. Yeah, ring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted. Hunter and I have a fun week ahead. We're going to the Iron Pigs game and then yeah. seeing the Phillies and Padres. Uh, I will say I have a horrible record with Phillies games. I'm one in six, so I don't expect to win, but it's still anytime. They've been losing without you in the stadium anyway. That's true. You know what? I think it's just the timing, you know, but either, either way, it's a great time at the bank. um, And maybe we'll do a little bit of video recording uh, because we got some pretty sweet seats. Maybe we'll see what we can do, get some foul balls or something, but we'll keep you guys posted. And Tatis might make a special guest appearance. <laughs> yeah, he might. And he might even uh, invite Hunter onto the field. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we'll keep you guys uh, posted with that. Something cool happens, we'll take a video and post it. Um, yeah. But with that being said, thank you guys for all the support and everything that we do and post and all that. And we will catch you guys in the next episode.